and welcome to Baguette Baguette. I'm TK, Terry Kaufman, an American living in France for the last 22 years. And I'm Marie-Aude Mériguet, born in Paris, and well, I've been living here my whole life. We wanted to make a podcast about everything we love about France. French food, French music, French culture, you name it. Enjoy the episode! Bonjour and bienvenue to Baguette Baguette, a podcast about France and all the wonderful things about France. So my name is TK Terry Kaufman, and I'm very happy to be here with Mariode Mariguet. Hi, Mariode. Hello, Cherry. Hi, everyone. Today, we have a different subject. It's about Paris, you know, the city of light. And every arrondissement, every quartier, every district in Paris has a different feel, a different flavor. It could be the, the busy bright lights of the Champs-Élysées. It could be the jazzy cafes of the left bank. Maybe the pristine second arrondissement with the Le Louvre and the, and the Rue de Rivioli. Or maybe even the ancient streets of Le Marais. But today we're going to talk about the other part of Paris. You know, the back room of the restaurant where something slightly seedy but certainly intoxicating is going on. Today we're going to talk about the enchanting and mysterious district of Paris, Montmartre. So, Mariode, can you tell us about Montmartre? Yes, of course, Thierry. Montmartre is a quarter of Paris situated in the north of the city, um, and it's actually on the hill. It is a hill from where you can see the whole city, um, and uh, on which you have this huge church that's called the Sacré-Cœur. And Montmartre is a very special place in Paris, um, and very well known for this as well, because it it has um, it's kind of a village, and it has a very rich um, uh, history in terms of culture, music, painters, um, comedians, uh, the cinema has glorified the place, and so on and so forth. And actually, Montmartre is not a place you visit. It's not a monument. It is an event. I think that's exactly it. What makes it so special is that when you go there, there's so much to do. In fact, it is not just, okay, I'm going to go see the Eiffel Tower and go up and then go down. It's that, well, you know, I'm going to see, see wonderful sights, experience wonderful things, taste wonderful things. It's a little bit seedy. It's a little bit racy, too. It is kind of the hot spot, you know, of, of Paris. And we'll talk about that later. So let, let's talk, you know, a little bit more specifically about each little point. You did say it's, it's like a village. Could you describe that a little bit? How is Montmartre like a village? I would say that first it's because it's on this hill so it has like it's life of a life of its own on this hill so it's apart from the other quarters of the districts of Paris that are in the city um and uh, the streets are very narrow are very still ancient you know with the stones mm. on the floor I don't know what you call it in English uh so it's very old <laughs> uh the buildings as well yeah. um and uh, it feels very intimate, Montmartre. When you go there, uh, you have the feeling like in a village that everybody knows everybody. Uh, it's very warm. Uh, the mood is good. Um, even just thinking about it makes me happy. Like there's a happy feeling about it. Like it's yeah. very congenial. Definitely. And I think the, 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 the movie that captured this the most uh, was Emily Poulain, uh, or Emily in English. And it, it just really yeah. captured that kind of moment of a small town, even though it is in the big city of Paris and everything's big and everything's moving. And this does feel like a different atmosphere. Like you said, it's, it's a part, you know, it's a part from the big city. And, and so Emily Poulain does a really good job of capturing that kind of, that kind of magic. And it's, it's really quite funny because that Café de Dumoulin uh, is actually a place I used to go because I used to live when I first arrived in, in, in Paris, uh, like, uh, I don't know, gosh, that was 
20 years ago, uh, I would actually go to that cafe. And before it was, it was after it was filmed, it was before the movie came out. <laughs> and I would go there and for like 10 francs at the time, I could spend like, I don't know, 20 minutes playing some video game on a Sunday morning with a big uh, cafe, uh, cafe creme. And uh, it was a nice, just a nice little place to be chill and just relax. I really enjoyed that. It's on Rue Le Pic. It's a, it's a great little cafe. If you have the time to go, it's a great place to go. Yes, and I would also say that you can plan to go to Montmartre when, without having any other kind of a plan when you get there, uh, because y for sure you will experience something there. It will be nice yeah. for some reason. I don't know which, but you'll find something. You know, you don't need to have uh, an agenda. Uh, there is, there are so many things, and just the fact of being there is the event, as I said. Yeah, so so maybe we'll be a little bit more specific. For me, for example, I used to get up and I used to go to Metro Anvers. So that's the A-N-V-E-R-S, and that's the name of the metro. And I would just look up at this just huge, you know, uh, Sacré-Cœur up on the hill and I'd just be like, wow, I'm here. You know, I'm here in Paris. And it was just a great memory for me. So um, when you do go to, to Montmartre, the best place is maybe you get out at Anvers and you just walk, just go straight up. And it's a hill and it's going to take, take some time and there's a lot of steps and it's a little bit of, you know, exercise. And just try to go straight up. And what you're, what's going to happen is you're going to pass all kind of great little shops and and, and little uh, you know restaurants and things like that. And there'll be maybe people singing and artists and people trying to sell you things. And there's going to be a lot of things that's going on. And this is like you know, just I don't know, say like three o'clock in the afternoon, and there'll be a lot of things going on. And then so you have you get up onto the top. And you're basically on, you know, on the, as they say in French, like on the roof of Paris, you're just, you can have this fantastic view of all of Paris and you can go into the Sacré-Cœur. So that's one of the things you can do. You can go into the, 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 the church there. And then if you're, if you can find it, you can actually go all the way to the top of the church. You know, you can take the stairs and it's, you know, I think it's something like 300 steps. <laughs> it costs a little <laughs> bit extra money, but wow, you feel like you have this really privileged view uh, all over Paris. Yeah, uh, all in all, going to Montmartre also is very good for your health, right? Because <laughs> yeah, sure. you you will climb a lot of steps. Uh, you will climb for sure. Um, but there's also um, a funicular. You call it like yeah. in English? Is it a funicular? I guess you could call it that. It's uh, we'll call it like a little tramway kind of thing that goes up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so much fun. I, I remember as a kid that it was so much fun. Um, also, people yeah. will go to Montmartre so that they have their their. Uh, face drawn, you know, by an artist yeah. like that in the street and also to have just have ice cream and wander around, you know, and enjoy the feeling of the yeah. place. That's true. That's one of the parts we wanted to talk about the history. Um, obviously, there was a lot of artists uh, that were there. I mean, when you say, you know, Montmartre, you think of Picasso, Renoir, Van Gogh, and probably the most well-known or the most linked would be uh, Toulouse-Lautrec, who made all the famous uh, drawings for the Moulin Rouge. So what happens is that once you visited the Sacré-Cœur, you get out and you just, once again, you look at the beautiful view and you take a right. Okay, you go go right, and then you'll go on for a little while. You'll see uh, a museum, the Salvador Dali Museum, if you want. There's also a Museum de Montmartre as well. And then you'll see a place called Place du Tertre. And actually, there is just, you know, I don't know, maybe hundreds of, <laughs> of um, artists that are there. And these are all good artists, too. They actually have to, there's like a 10-year waiting list to have a spot um, for an artist to, to, to be able to have like a one-meter little spot uh, in this place. So you can obviously get a you know painting done. You can buy an art piece of art and, uh, you know, go have a bite to eat and, and or go have a, something to drink. There's definitely tons of restaurants around there. Yeah, a, a good plan. I, actually, you can go there without a plan, but I have a little hint of a plan here, Terry, if I, if I may. Um, I would advise that you enjoy your afternoon in Montmartre and do everything you just described. Like, you will experience it for sure. And maybe many other things that we are not able to foresee. And then um, once the evening is coming, 
uh, you go down that hill, a little further down the hill, um, in a, um, a place called, a quarter, I would say, called Pigalle, and you go to the Moulin Rouge, which is right under the hill. It's really very, very close. And you further the experience with a great meal and show, and it is so Parisian. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, it's funny because I, I I used to live next to Montmartre, and I really enjoyed that that area, but I never actually went to uh, the Moulin Rouge for whatever reason. I, I don't know why. Um, so I actually haven't done the Moulin Rouge yet. What about yourself? Yeah, I haven't, and I know why. I have a, a hint of an explanation for this. It's because, uh, first, maybe because I, I was born there, so uh, it was not such a thing for me since, from in the eyes of a Parisian girl, I think. And also, I have a great hint, which is there are so many nice bars and restaurants around the Moulin Rouge that... You spend so much time having fun there, uh, good drinks, and people are fun, and the mood is really good that you don't have time anymore to go to the Mont Rouge. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And it's funny as well because it's also kind of the Pigalle area. What's interesting about Montmartre for me is that it's it's kind of like it's a connection of three different areas. Like you kind of have this Barbès area, which is kind of a North African, African, and maybe also Indian. There's a huge Indian population there. You have a really kind of different feel. And then you get to Anvers, which is a bit more like the touristy spots, you know, where you have the Sacré and then just true you get to like Pigalle Blanche and then it's oh and suddenly it's a different atmosphere there's a bunch of sex shops there's the Moulin Rouge it's, it's kind of edgy you know it's not some place you're going to take your kid you know at, at uh, 10 o'clock at night you know because yeah it's starting to get it's starting to get something else uh, you see tourists and people that are from here and all of this and all of this, those people they mix together in a very friendly way I would say it's the mood is nice generally uh, even though Pigalle is looked uh, at as a, a, a controversial place because of all the sex shops and uh, the shows uh, of naked girls. <laughs> I don't know how to call it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It shows I don't know very well about it. Um, and uh, uh, it is a very interesting mixture, I would say, yeah. to see. The, the that's that's exactly it. That's something I put in my notes. It's like it's a real melting pot of yeah. of of Paris, in fact. Yeah. You know. So uh, what, what's funny is that normally we have a, a part where we say, well, what makes this so French? And I'm going to try to say, in my opinion, what makes this so French. So yeah. in my notes, I said, okay, well, it's the edgy and it's the sexy part of town. You know, and it's like it's the place where the Parisians are going to go and party. <laughs> you know, mm. really. So I have certain memories of from from Montmartre. Like as I mentioned before, waking up and taking the line two at Metro Anvers. It was just this beautiful church above me. It was amazing. Um, it's a great place for us stroll on Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning, you know, in kind of a brunchy atmosphere. It's just a wonderful place to go. Uh, I remember I was in a, in a cafe at like four o'clock in the afternoon and just seeing like two 60 year old people just making out, you know, in front of me. There's a, I was like, whoa, whoa, hey, you know, and that, that seems to be like a Pigalle kind of thing to do. Uh, it's a great place to get lost. You know, if you go down the backside, you know, everything we've been talking about has been kind of on the southern side. But if you go on the backside of, of Montmartre, wow, you have some great views and it's kind of out of the way. So there's a completely different feel as well. You feel like you're kind of in a kind of in a secret spot, you know, where maybe not everybody knows this place exists. And um, yeah, and I think my my first memory is uh, I think I was the first time I was there. I was like 15 years old. I was walking with my mom, and we're walking along the street along Pigalle. And um, there's these kind of greasy doormen who are trying to get me to come into the sex shops, you know. And I'm like 15. My mom's like screaming at them in French, like "No, no, you know, you leave him alone." And so, <laughs> so that's kind of you know a good mix. All those different memories rolled into one, and that that for me is what is Montmartre. I don't know if it is very French. I am sure it is very Parisian. It is a very good example of what 
Paris can be, uh, a very um, emblematic uh, way of um, showing what Paris is, is Montmartre. But it's not all of what Paris is, but it's an um, um, important element of what Paris is, of the mood of Paris, of the color of Paris. Um, and I don't know if that makes it French, because being Parisian is specific. It's a, it's a capital city, so it's, it's special. Um, yet, in a way, it's also very French, I guess, because of all... Um, the artists, the culture, uh, what it became. It's like an image of something that really belongs to the French culture, Montmartre. Um, and it's been the case for a long time. Um, also, it's, it's a, uh, as I said, a good mixture of what Paris can be and of what uh, the French can be because it's a very interesting mix of something that's very pretty um, very neat and in the meantime in between uh, streets that are not that neat <laughs> and um, kind of dirty um, and uh, also you have Pigas so it's uh, yeah when if it, it, it's true that when I went there with my, with my parents when I was a kid it was like we would across the district in the car and they would say don't look don't look because you have all those <laughs> pictures of naked women women and <laughs> uh, everything that's not for kids and it's interesting because all of this is mixed in in the same area the the pretty the, the historic and uh, the emblematic and the the ugly the dirty the as you said on the edge and yeah. it's really french it has something very french yeah. It's funny because normally we talk about is there something like this that's outside of France? Would it work in the US? Would it work in England? And I, I don't really know, in fact. But I, at the same time, I haven't really, I don't know New York very well. Um, but it does have this kind of feel of a separate town. Like I do remember going to Los, Los Angeles and you have Venice Beach and Venice Beach feels like a different part of LA. Uh, and it, it does feel like its own separate entity, I would say in that way. But it also feels like a bit like an adult Disney world, you know, because actually the, the, the Sacre Coeur does look a bit like, you know, a, like a like a princess chateau, you know, in, in a certain way but it feels more like a, a las vegas disney world if you will yeah uh i agree that we would find it very difficult to find the equivalent in another even a big city in another place in the world but i guess that every uh huge emblematic city has its uh, own area that that is a little bit aside from the rest, like I know you have that in London, uh, when you go um, by the canal, uh, the mood is totally different from the rest of the city, for example. And I don't know, maybe in New York, it would be, I don't know, maybe Central Park or Washington Square Park. I, I really don't know. But I guess that every big city uh, has um, some area that's different and that mm -hmm. where you need to go to have the full experience of the city. And Montmartre is this for Paris, for sure. Definitely. So what's your favorite part of Montmartre? I'm trying very hard not to say everything. <laughs> uh, but I would say if I had to pick just one, it's how breathtaking and beautiful and romantic it is to just sit on the steps of the Sacré-Cœur and just be in awe of the city at any time of day and night. It's going to be beautiful. And I have lived very romantic moments there and <laughs> heads up to the guy that chose that moment to declare how in love he was with me because I was like hmm I didn't I didn't even listen to the words actually because it was so cool that you picked this moment to say all of this because this is the perfect moment it's like in a movie uh, so I would choose just 
put my butt on the steps and that's it and look at the city <laughs> that's great i love that i love that memory you're sharing with us uh you know it's funny because you said something about different times of the day and i think that's my favorite part of the thing is that you can go anytime and every time you go it will be a different adventure and a different moment and i think that's uh that's one of the best reasons to to go to Montmartre. um is it possible to not like Montmartre? Uh, i'm going to say no uh in the fact that it has everything you know so you're something that's going to please you you know uh, my, my wife uh, i talked to her about it and she's like well it's not her favorite part she prefers the marais she finds it a bit too touristy okay you can everybody have their own opinion but for me honestly you have art you have museums you have this kind of seedy part of town you have you know beauty it's just a great place yeah i kind of agree with you i dislike crowds so that's the only thing i would say oh i don't want to go in a in a place where there are a lot of people uh yet that's not about montmartre really it's because there are many people but in montmartre in itself I don't know why, how you could not like it because even if you're not, in, you're not into museums, for example, or even admiring the, admiring sorry the view, well, you just enjoy having a stroll down the streets and or uh, going in the restaurants. The experience is going to be different for sure. So I don't know if you can dislike anything there. You'll find you as you said. Sorry, as you said, you will always oh, sorry. You will find something to like in Montmartre for sure. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So, anything else about Montmartre? Yes, he. Well, to conclude, I guess we can say that my advice is that if you ever go to Paris, you have to go to Montmartre at least once, uh, maybe just for a few hours and see for yourself. Definitely. And then uh, I would just say, I would add to that, and you should go twice. <laughs> you should go at two different times and go get lost a little bit. Allez, Mériode, à bientôt. À bientôt, Thierry. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow us on Instagram and let us know what you love about France. Maybe it'll be our next episode. Allez, until next time, à bientôt. À la prochaine.